Hey there, friend. Chances are, if you're listening to the Inventory Genius podcast, it's because, well, you really want to become an inventory genius. If that's you, then let's stop just listening. Let's stop just collecting information. Let's start doing. I want to invite you to grab your copy of the Inventory Genius book. I wrote this book with you in mind. It delivers bite-sized actionable steps that will help you use your inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in your business. This is a really easy to read book. In fact, I designed it specifically for the busy inventory-based business owner. It only takes about two hours to make your way through and you're gonna leave with practical bite-sized steps so you can start implementing the principles of the Inventory Genius Method immediately. Head on over to sierrastockland.com where you can grab your ebook, your audible version, or the printed copy. Enjoy. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. I am your host, Sierra. And today we have a guest with us um, coming from a bit of a distance away, which is exciting. It's just so great that we can, as women in business, come together from around the world. I just think that's just phenomenal. And we should never lose sight of how amazing that is to have opportunity to meet people from all different areas of the world and the globe. And today we're talking um, to Laura from Pink Leopard. We are going to be talking through e-commerce strategies, online presence. Um, Her agency, the Pink Leopard, has a phenomenal way of working with small business and helping them get out in front of their customers. And we're going to be chatting about that today. So welcome, Laura. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. I am excited. Okay, so Pink Leopard is just a really fun name for a business. I think when you reached out about being on the podcast, that was the first thing that stood out. I thought, oh, that's really interesting. How fun. So tell me about tell me about the name and then let's talk about where you came from, like how you got into this industry. Yeah, so um, Pink Leopard came from, well, sort of originally it was when, actually, do you, you have Moonpig over, over yes. there? yeah so um it was kind of when Moonpig was big and I was thinking of a name and I just wanted a name that really stood out so um I thought yeah what's what's my favorite color (laughs) what's my favorite animal however that has kind of transitioned now to have more meaning as we've grown over the last 10 years and I guess now the pink really kind of stands for um like female founded um, and also we work with a lot of female founded businesses who have female founded uh, sorry female customer base so it it kind of yeah has really grown a meaning Um, and leopard is all about like changing how your business gets spotted so um, and also I suppose shows like the feminine power side so yeah, the story's changed. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't that always happen in our businesses? We we set out to do something one way and it morphs as we learn about ourselves, as we learn about our customer, what they want. A lot of things change. That seems to be the pattern in small business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. So tell me about the acronym PINK. Um, walk us through that because I think that will help our audience understand what you're about, how you work, 
what matters to you? Yeah, so um, so pink, so P stands for personality. And really, yeah, we we strive to have our work imbued with, with personality, um, I guess. Well, A, when it comes down to the actual client work, but also us working with our clients because people love working with people. And one of the, you know, the, the things I think helps us stand out is kind of our our service really and our communication with our customers so that's that's the p um i is about individual individuality um and kind of i suppose again that's that's sort of you know not matters of, of data and anonymous i can't even say the word anonymous avatars it's about really getting under the skin of the brands that we work with and understanding the the individual individualness of them and the personality and kind of then really working with them to um you know reflect that to, to their customers the n is for number one so again we we love to think that we're world class there's kind of no point in doing what we do without aiming to be the best and that's sort of a real big ethos that we have at pink leopard and K is for killer results because obviously all of this is pointless without um, <laughs> without having amazing results. So that's the kind of greatest equalizer um, in all of this. And I guess why we're in business and why clients want to work with us. Yeah. So I want to come back to something you said with I and something with you said with E. So I'm gonna or K. I'm gonna write this down um, and let you think about it a bit, and then we'll talk about your background first. Um, but you said in not having an anonymous avatar. I think that's so we need to dig into that a little bit because in our businesses, I mean, everyone that's listening sells inventory, sells product. When sales decrease, we tend to get frantic and we start throwing a lot of things at the wall. We start trying to be everything to everyone. And we find ourselves in front of an anonymous avatar. We don't really know who we're speaking to. And we feel like well, we might leave people out. And so we have to have all of these things. And that can cause issues with our marketing. So I want to talk about that. And then the killer results. That is so good. Um, we talk around here about having and expecting an ROI on everything you do. And so I want to talk about how we can get killer results. Um, but let's talk about you first. Um, tell us who you are and what you do. How did you get into this space? Yeah, so um, I kind of got into this space accidentally, really. Um, my background is retail. Uh, I worked for a, a couple of really big retailers over, over here in the UK um, in, in retail buying. But then I in my early 20s, decided to go traveling, move over to Australia, and I sort of got into the world of um, network marketing. And I actually sort of built my own um, product kind of marketing business, I suppose, if you will. And really just that's when I fell in love with social media and realized how powerful organic social media was in terms of building a brand and, and generating sales. But I mean, this was sort of 10 12 years ago maybe even more now so yeah it was when you could post something on social media and yes. generate sales the good old days um, yes. and then really I, I got into consultancy then for for organic social media but really as I started to work with businesses and bigger businesses that really wanted to hit some huge milestones and maybe go from you know making 5 10k a month and they had huge goals to make 50 100k a month uh, I realized that really paid social was was the way to go. And that was going to be how I could help them. And kind of organic social wasn't going to be the way on its own. Um, and so I invested a lot of money 
a lot of time um, working with some of the best mentors in the world because I wanted to, to be the best. And that I suppose that comes back to, to our acronym again for, for number one. I was like, well, I don't want to just, you know, play around with clients' money and figure it out. I want to, I want to be amazing at this. And so, yeah, then I started doing um, Facebook advertising, working with a lot of different clients, but loved the world of e-commerce. And I actually then, um, as I started working with more and more e-commerce clients, I set up an e-commerce business <laughs> stupidly alongside the agency because I didn't have enough to do. But yeah. I wanted to, <laughs> I kind of wanted to, you know, learn and, and almost like practice what I preach. And yeah, like a case study. Yeah, 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 definitely. And not just be the person, you know, saying, oh, well, we're doing your marketing and we're sending all the traffic to your website. So everything else is up to you. I wanted to understand everything like the email marketing to the, you know, CRO, to the customer service, to generating testimonials, like how every piece of the puzzle sort of worked together. Um, And that was incredible. It was a a pet e-commerce business a sort of print on demand so it wasn't hugely you know there wasn't a lot of inventory and things like that but um a lot of stock sorry it was it was print on demand so yeah and then I I sort of parted ways then with with that business with my business partner he's still running it today but I needed to just focus on the agency we ran it for two years and had some great learnings and grew it to a great place but then yeah I decided to focus on the agency and here we are today really um so yeah now we're a team my business partner and I I bought a business partner on four years ago um because he kind of had different skill sets to me in business development and also um in growing a team and employee engagement and so we kind of really had complementing skill sets and yeah now we're a team of 18 kind of around the world um yeah predominantly working with e-commerce clients that's so good so it feels like everyone has a website. Everyone is trying to sell online. Everyone's trying to get social business. <laughs> There's just so much going on. And like you said, it's it's not, I mean, when I had my retail store, Facebook was not a thing when I started and then Facebook came out and you could buy followers. You could, I mean, any dollar you put into Facebook marketing produced so much revenue. I mean, it was just so different. Yeah. So how do you cut through the noise? Like what is something that you at Pink Leopard really specialize in, in helping your clients cut through the noise that the consumer's hearing to get that message and that product in front of people? Yeah, good, good question. It has, it has really changed. And I think back when I was um, the sort of Facebook media buyer um, of Pink Leopard, um, when I was a one-man band, it was really about media buying and really focusing on all of the optimizations and your ad account and knowing, um, you know, what metrics to what buttons to press. But now it's just changed so much, and I, and really cutting cutting through the noise is about um, just really having a great product in the first place, um, ultimately, and then also just really knowing your audience so as, as we were talking about the the kind of individual yeah. like knowing your audience inside out and that kind of then forms the basis of everything that you do from copy to creative like copy across your website and your ads on your email marketing um and so that along with the the creative aspect of it which again is is all down to the copy and knowing exactly who you're talking to and why they would want to buy from you and why they wouldn't want to buy from you 
you know, understanding everything about all of the testimonials that your competitors receive to understand, you know, what you can be doing better or what it is about their product they like and don't like. Um, I think really just having to, to go really deep with the research and, and really, really understanding how you, how you can stand out and how you can cut through, through the noise. Um, and then also, I suppose, not just putting all of your eggs in one basket. I think, like you said, mm. Facebook would be incredible. <laughs> you used to spend a pound and yeah, get 10, 20 pounds back. And it's just, just obviously not like that anymore. And yeah. I think, I think not being able to, not being afraid to try different, different things and having, as I say, yeah, like a multi-channel approach. So you, you know, you are standing out organically and you've got paid ads running um, maybe across one social platform, some Google ads running and email marketing. And you're, it's almost like your marketing really now has to, um, you know, it has to, you have to pay to acquire the customers, but then you yeah. really have to retain those customers too, to make it profitable. Yes. Yeah. It's more of that long-term, which is why it's important um, in that eye, that individual understanding the, the individual and the avatar, creating that avatar. What is something you see your customer, the customers that do this really, really well that work with you when they really understand their avatar, how are they doing that? What are some tips you could give us on, on doing that well? So I think, say so something that, that we do um, I suppose if our customer is a little bit unsure, because sometimes, yeah, sometimes we work with clients and, you know, and they say, this is exactly who our customer is. Um, and we sort of, yeah, no, unsure whether that, if, if we kind of believe that that is exactly yeah. who it is. And we, so we get to get to work doing the research ourselves and put something together called a 5W avatar, which really looks at, um, it looks at like obviously what you're what you're selling, um, but then goes into like who your or who your your target demographic is. So I guess just mapping that out as to who you think it is, um, and then writing down the kind of points that are, um, you know, the emotional uh, selling points of your product and why people would be, um, you know, why people would buy it from that kind of emotional non tangible point. Um, then also writing down the um, the more of the the tangible like product benefits, and um, but then also really really important thing that people miss out on is why people wouldn't buy from you the, the kind of why not, um, okay. and all of the sort of objections um, as to why they may not buy your product. And that might be, you know, oh, is is it too expensive? I'm not really sure on face value that I understand why it's too expensive or. Um, oh, there's so many, so many different things, but maybe for a pet product, or it's like, why, why would I buy this when I know this brand so well? So it's, yeah, it's really understanding, um, yeah, everything about your product. And then there's not, not necessarily just that one avatar. There's obviously that often can be, you know, two to three, maybe it can be for a kid's product. It can be the parents, but maybe it's also a grandparent that, is your kind of secondary avatar who would also buy and that's also then a completely different message um, and that they might have completely different reasons as to why not and that might not be on price that might be because of something else right yeah so I think really the the clients that we work with 
know all that inside out and they've they've verified that with their um, advertising they know they've tested out the audiences they test out the messaging and it's probably the ones that don't that we kind of get to work on that and we test okay does this messaging work is is it you know this kind of avatar does this messaging work um or can we go a bit broader with our audiences and then actually see what the data is telling us so i think yeah also being a bit fluid as to what the, what the data is telling you and another thing i think clients that do um frequent review like client reviews customer reviews sorry um to really really get to know their customer obviously you can send out surveys but also if you can just pick out your top sort of 20 percent or even top 10 um you know of your top customers and seeing if you can just you know speak to them on the phone and understand really what it is about why they bought from you and what they didn't like and you can gain so much insight from that and I think that's yeah. something that I would highly recommend yeah that's so good so killer results let's talk about this and the way that pink leopard works specifically with clients because there's so many ad agencies <laughs> there's yeah. so many options for us and I hear a lot you know, I tried someone and then I just spent so much money and I didn't get any results. People, business owners get so frustrated and so burnt out by the ad agency world. They know they need help because they don't want to do it, but who do you turn to? How can we expect killer results? Like what, what makes you and how you work with clients work and how do we get to that place where we can trust an ad agency to help us again? Yeah, sure. I think it's, and it is difficult and I've, I've been on myself and I use agencies for, for our agency, for things, yeah. that, <laughs> yep. you know, for, for things that we don't specialize in. Um, so yeah, I appreciate that it is really difficult. And I think, I think it's got to be an honest communication from the start. We, we really have, um, like a lengthy process of discussing with a, a you know, potential client, their business. And we under, you know, we really want to understand the ins and outs of their product, their brand, their story, um, you know, how much revenue they're currently making, their, their profit, their AOV, their LTV. And really it's about us. We, we want to find out all of that information because we need to really then do an audit and understand why they might not be achieving their goals. And I suppose a little bit like a, a doctor, you're telling them all of the, you know, the problems that you've got and bit by bit, they're just trying to understand and diagnose it. And that's really what we do from the very start. And we're super, super honest with, um, you know, with, with prospects and clients as to whether we feel like yes we can get you good results but also understanding what what are good results in your eyes versus our eyes that's also yes yeah. it's expectations because you know I've done it I've worked with clients and they've we've not up front this is more when I was sort of you know maybe five six years ago as a one-man band but we haven't up front agreed on those KPIs and they think 10 times return on ad spend is is good and I think, you know, three, four or five is good. And so really it's about expectations. And I think there's a lot of, because the, this world changes so much, there's, people are still thinking that they can get 10, 20 times return on Facebook ads. So it's also like an education piece to say, you know, this is, Facebook is where we're going to acquire your customers. And this is what we think you know, it could be a, a cost per acquisition, this could be a return on ad spend. But if you are not doing the work on the email marketing and you haven't got your flows in place and you 
aren't you know email marketing to them every single week or every single month then you're really going to find it hard to get that return on ad, uh, you know return on investment back so yeah it's open and honest conversations it's understanding their business and their metrics inside out and then from there it's if we feel like we are we can generally help then that's when we can obviously get to work and sort of fill in the gaps of what they might be missing it might be their creative that is lacking or their copy or just that they we need to help them increase their average order value so once we know that that's where we can help them with that specific um issue yeah yeah so really understanding each individual your each individual client I like the expectations conversation. And I think for everyone listening to, this is a good reminder for you as a business owner, when you take on a vendor partner to clearly state your expectations, because Laura doesn't know what you're expecting if you don't tell her. Um, And she can't kind of guide you um, to make sure that those expectations are realistic. So we have to learn to be very communicative. And then when we find that our expectations aren't being met to communicate that as well. So don't let things go on so long that we just get frustrated and I'm just going to cancel and be done um, when we don't have time to adjust. So one thing that I had when we were emailing back and forth in prep for today, I mentioned to you the social selling and how a lot of my clients um, were social selling. So a lot of Facebook groups, you know, during the pandemic, that was great. People were sitting at home. So you would have a group and they would shop um, or Instagram lives, things like that. And that has just severely dropped off. So the consumer, I think, is just really fatigued with shopping and participating that way. Um, Do you have any insights for us on if we have a website and we had social selling that was really driving a lot of revenue and we're finding that's not working anymore and we're feeling rather panicky, what can we do if we're really e-commerce only and we have to readjust the way we get in front of people? Yeah, so I think this is where it comes back to really that multi-channel approach and making sure that all of your eggs aren't in, you know, aren't in that one basket. And so I think something that we always advise clients on and if I was to start another e-commerce business from scratch it it would be making sure that I had a presence across organic um, and really focusing on you know if, if there's if it's too overwhelming focusing on one channel really well um, a social paid acquisition channel so you know either Facebook or a uh, Facebook Instagram or, or Pinterest or TikTok uh, again dialing in on not being afraid to test and just dialing in on what's going to work for you because obviously every channel doesn't work for every single business equally yeah. um making sure and then again Google ads making sure that you have that presence because that's a completely different you know in, intent base there um Google is for if people are actually you know, searching and they, they do have the intent, whereas with social, it's more, you know, may, they may not know they want your product, they may not know they need your product. And so it's, it is just a different um, sort of audience base. And then also, um, I would 100% from the start have have my email marketing um, set up and in place. So the, the, the main kind of welcome flows, because any then activity that you're doing on the paid side will be driven into the into the welcome flows. Um, and also, as I said, have, just make sure you have um, your your weekly or monthly emails in place. So, so you're you're then your eggs aren't in all, all in one basket. You're making sure that you've got eyeballs, 
you know, across the internet, because we all know that people need a few different touch points before they buy. Yeah. You're, um, you're also hitting, as I said, different people at different awareness levels and different levels of the funnel. So, so you're capturing all of that interest. Um, and really, yeah, that's what, that's what I would, I would really recommend doing. Yeah, I've, I've heard you say multiple times <laughs> in different ways, like, let's not just focus on spending money to acquire a customer and then leave them and not nurture them. And yeah. we all do that. I mean, even brick and mortar, right? We work so hard to get people to walk through our door and then we don't sell to them. We don't make sure that our team is performing and is trained well. So we spend so much money to get people in and then we keep trying to get more people in and not nurture the people we have. And we do that online as well. We spend so much money to get someone and then we never send them an email. We never follow up after their first purchase. We never remind them we exist. So I've heard you say that multiple times that that's really important too, because the cost of customer acquisition has risen, you know, compared to what it used to be. So let's make good use of that investment. Yeah, absolutely. That and also, um, I was reading a study the other day that um, buying decisions are just becoming, the buying cycle is just becoming a lot longer. So um, people are taking longer to make those decisions. So if you, um, you know, attract somebody and and acquire them into your funnel, you know, potentially a year or two ago, it may have, they may have purchased straight away or may have purchased within the week. And now, as I say, it's getting longer and longer. So getting them into that email marketing system where you can just keep nudging them and and nurturing them to purchase is really, really important now more than ever. Yeah. Yeah. So good. This has been so interesting. Is there anything else that you'd love to leave with our audience today? Any other thoughts on digital marketing and what they can do working with a firm like yours? Any thoughts for us? Um, I think, I think really just, well, something that is more important than ever. And I know I've already, already touched on it, but really is, um, is about the, the creatives. And that's something now that if you even organically or running paid ads and across email marketing, I think, um, you know, investing, we, I still audit accounts, like an ad accounts every single day on organic socials and people are spending so much time on, you know, sort of hyper targeting their audiences and trying to, you know, decipher whether they're going to work on CBOs or ABOs within your Facebook ad accounts. But really, I think spending time on knowing your audience and putting that time and effort into making really good creatives is what's going to help you stand out now online. Um, And that's more important than it than it ever has been. And the clients that we're working with that are focusing on these areas are the ones that are having the best results across paid media and and organically. Yeah, that's so good. So when we get in front of our audience that we're speaking to them because we understand who they are and what they want to see and how they want to be spoken to. Um, and we're not just putting up what we think should be good creative, but that we're testing and trying and observing. I think that's, yeah, so, so important. I love that. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you, reach out to you? Um, how can they connect with you? Yeah, so um, our website is www.pinkleopard.co.uk um, and our Instagram page is Pink Leopard UK, where I often share lots of tips and tricks. And I'm also on LinkedIn as Laura.elise.hanlon. So feel free oh, to so 
um, yeah, message me there or ask any questions. I'm happy to, to give any advice. Well, I know I need to connect with you on LinkedIn. We're not connected. So I'm trying to up my game on LinkedIn. So I will be reaching out and connecting with you there um, so that we can just, you know, continue to share information between the two of us. And um, yes, if you guys have a chance, I'll put everything in the show notes so that if you're driving or you're in the middle of something, you can always go back um, and find all of Laura's information in our show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. It's been really lovely speaking to you. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius podcast. If you haven't grabbed your copy yet of Inventory Genius, just a reminder, it's available on Amazon, which makes it really easy. Or you can head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com. There is a printed e-version or an audible book. So if you are a listener, you can also download that now um, on both platforms as well. And that makes listening to the Inventory Genius very easy. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you all next week. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you want to dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me. I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey there, friend. So I've already invited you to grab your copy of the Inventory Genius book. But if you're ready to go a step further and dive in, if you want a quick start to becoming an Inventory Genius, then I want to also invite you to grab your seat and the Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. This really easy to digest course is going to include all the tools, spreadsheets, and systems you need to implement the Inventory Genius method immediately in your business. We'll talk about creating an open to buy plan. We'll talk about creating a profit plan. We'll talk about creating a business budget. And then we cap it all off with a private one-on-one call, you and me. Yep, that's right. The Quick Start to Inventory Genius course includes a one-on-one coaching call with me. So you can go through the book. You can go through the Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. You can write down your questions and then you and I can get on the phone and problem solve together. Head on over to sierrastockland.com, grab your seat at the Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. See you there.